0: Hey everyone, this is Dr. Dolores Tarver and I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia coming to you with another mental health moment about accepting anxiety and being able to manage it in healthy ways. Now I know it may be very difficult during COVID-19 to determine if you're having anxious behaviors that are warranted given what's going on or if your anxiety is heightened and has been even before this happened. So I wanna talk with you all about some things that will allow you to be able to determine whether or not one, your anxiety is increasing or two, if you're getting more anxious when it is not warranted based on what's going on. So some level of anxiety should be occurring. You may have increased checking behaviors You may have increased cleaning behaviors. You may be very mindful about when you go out and how you go out. Those are normal reactions. But then other times, there are behaviors that we engage in because they reduce our anxiety or because we're fearful that something bad will happen if we don't engage in them. So I want to talk to you all about the difference with some of those. So one example is our, our cleaning behaviors. And of course, we're all being more clean right now. But if you are afraid to pick something up that you've dropped on your floors, that you know you've cleaned multiple times per day, if you are afraid of germs to the point of where you have gloves, even in your house, touching things when you know you have sanitized, when your family has not been out. Um, If you are having behaviors where you're more concerned about how long you're staying in the shower or bathtub for example if you're taking 45 to 60 minute showers or baths and before you were taking under 10 minutes or under 15 minutes those may be some examples of when our cleaning behaviors may be a little excessive checking and repeating behaviors is another one if you find that you are constantly checking things to the point where it's delaying your ability to get a project a project finished or completed um if you are putting yourself behind on things because you're so afraid that you're gonna make a mistake. If you make a mistake, something bad may happen. If you're having to do things over and over again in order for you to feel calm and safe, for example, touching an object a certain amount of times or having to repeat behaviors that you know you've done but wanna check again, like, did I turn the lights off? Is the oven off? Is the hairdryer off? Um, When you know you've done that multiple times and you have a good habit, of turning them off, but you're concerned if you don't double check that 15th time that something could happen to someone, um, something bad could happen, that would be another example. Um, If you're engaging in ordering behavior, so you're counting things, um, they have to be in a specific order. Um, You're taking a lot of time to make sure things are in the right place. If anybody moves anything, it's really upsetting you. If they have an order that is not like yours, it upsets you. Um, Having arranged things in special patterns, Um, by color, by size, to a point where if someone folds the towels a different way, you're unfolding them uh, and folding them again because they have to be your way. That could be an example. Hoarding behaviors where you're having difficulty throwing things away, Um, even things that aren't useful. You're bringing things into the house and people are commenting like, why do you keep bringing things like that in? They're broken. Um, Someone discarded them and threw them away. Why are you picking them up? Um, If you're finding that your home is getting more cluttered, those are examples of hoarding behavior. If you have what we call thinking rituals where you just obsess and will say certain words or numbers over and over again in your head to make you feel comfortable. If you find yourself praying excessively, and there's nothing wrong with prayer, but if every five minutes you're saying a prayer because you're afraid um, and it's not really for the purposes of you connecting with one true God it's simply because it's a mechanism that you're utilizing to manage your stress so that you're just repeating it over and over again. And it's become a ritual as opposed to a relationship. That's another example. If you feel like you have so many bad thoughts that you have to think good thoughts to be able to compliment so that the bad thoughts don't take over. And this is not just you thinking positively or being grateful, but it's literally you keeping count of, oh, that was a bad thought. So I need to say five other good thoughts in order to combat that. Um, If you're trying to make details, uh, remember details in your mind or make a list um, because you want to make sure that you're not engaging in these negative behaviors um, to the point where it's becoming compulsive, that's another example. And then our regular worries that we engage in to where if we don't do something to help that worry, then it causes us significant distress. Like we can't focus, we can't sleep, we can't move forward. So if I have an unpleasant thought, then I'm really worried. Is that unpleasant thought going to come true just because I had it? Um, I doubt my ability to make decisions or do simple tasks because I don't want anything bad to happen. I don't feel like I have control over my thoughts. Um, Things that cross my mind make me feel shameful or afraid um, or if I might become violent um, because I'm trying to get these thoughts out of my mind. Um, If you have worries that you just cannot stop at all and not your regular racing mind at nighttime when it's quiet, but simply... Like these thoughts are intrusive all day and they're, they're scary images, they're frightening, they're things that are causing you a lot of distress. Or if even things that are small and in detail, like what toothpaste we bought, I get upset about it because it's not crisp. And I needed to have Crest and you bought Colgate, so I need for you to go back and get that Crest, because if we don't have Crest, something bad will happen. So those are some examples of when our anxiety has gotten to a point where it's causing us significant impairment. And it may likely also be affecting the people that are at home with us in shelter. And so here are some examples of some things that you can do to manage that. First of all, I want us to be very clear. Anxiety is something we all have and all need to experience. Now, it isn't as severe for some people as it is for others. And some people right now may feel like their anxiety is lessened because now everyone else is feeling what they've been experiencing every other day. And so they're like, hey, welcome to my world. This is what my life is usually like um but allow yourself to feel the anxiety have a space and a place to be able to experience it how it feels in your body how you carry it in your body in your shoulders in your stomach where is it located the thoughts that you have that are associated with it we need to not fight our anxiety as much as we need to recognize it's a part of us and be able to manage it constructively that being said let's track the amount of time I'm spending worrying. How much time am I actually spending proofreading something? Whereas I think it's five minutes and it actually ends up being five hours, right? So this gives me some quantitative data to be able to utilize, but also gives me some points of where I may wanna put some behavioral interventions. Except that that emotion is there and we're gonna find ways to soothe that emotion without it having to come into something that's compulsive. Okay, so that one, we're gonna set aside some time to worry. Um, And I say put it on a worry clock. So allow yourself 15-20 minutes. Set your timer so that you can make sure that 15-20 minutes is spent with you worrying, but we want it to be constructive worry. What am I worried about? For example, if I'm worried about something that has an immediate need, then a technique would be able to problem solve. What is a way for me to manage that immediate need? Who might I contact to be able to support me in that need? So if I'm having problems, for example, paying my rent, paying my mortgage, getting food, medication for my house, who can I contact? What are my resources out available in my environment, in my community? Who can I contact who might be aware of these resources? Who may also have gone through this and gotten able to have some resolution and so i can look to them for support to help me out of this so that practical solution building is something that can help us manage anxiety for those immediate needs um i might need to list I may need to list the things that are causing me anxiety, but also remove some of those things on the list that I may be able to manage. For example, if there are people in your home that are causing you anxiety where you may not be able to remove the people, you may be able to talk to them about, hey, again, please don't discuss the news with me. I'm trying to limit myself to 20 or 30 minutes a day. Or if they come to you, they only come to you with the highlights of the news, the things that you need to do so you won't be obsessing over it. If they are people that are coming to you with their problems, you may suggest to them, hey, why don't you talk to some other people during this time while I'm trying to work on my anxiety because then we both end up being anxious and that's not constructive. We need to also be able to utilize our breathing exercises. So being able to take those deep, good breaths in and out to relax our bodies to make sure we're relieving that tension that we have in our bodies. Exercise is a good way for us to relieve tension, progressive muscle relaxation to um, tighten and then release different muscles of the body to be able to get rid of some of that pressure that builds up and causes us physical pain that increases our anxiety. Because then we will worry we have an illness when it's really us just carrying stress in our body. The affirmations that I talked about last week, this is a good time to bring those in, especially if the anxiety is around your abilities to be productive and to problem solve, reminding yourself that you have the skills and the capacity to be able to handle anything that comes your way and visualize yourself solving these problems. Have an image of yourself being successful in this being over. Um, if you're avoiding things like opening your mail, set aside time to open the mail. And this is our exposure part of dealing with anxiety because avoidance makes anxiety worse sometimes. And so I, it's not that I need to avoid the mail. It's that I need to take it and a certain time of day, I need to open it. And those 20 or 30 minutes that I spend opening mail, maybe I have a supportive person with me to help me walk through it. We do the deep breathing. We talk about each thing that is opened and how we're going to be able to manage it if it's some bad news, which is what I'm afraid of. The more you do that, the more you get examples of there are some positive things also in the mail. There's definitely some junk in the mail. And then the other things that come, I can put a plan in place to manage. Um, we want to postpone any ritual. So if you're doing things like I need to count something an excessive amount of times or do some, something in a certain order or bad things will happen. If I postpone that ritual, even for five minutes, then I alter the course of my behavior. And then that way I see like, oh, I'm nervous this whole time. But in that five minutes, nothing bad happened. Another way to do that is change an aspect of the ritual. So if I just do one thing different to alter it, then it becomes something different. And then I can say, well, I didn't actually do it the way I usually do, nothing bad happened. I was still able to be alive and well, and so was my family. Um, And then we wanna just move slowly um, so that we can realize that, oh yeah, I did already do that. So if you're a person that is doing things multiple times, like checking lights, checking doors, slow yourself down, talk yourself through every step so that you'll remember, oh yeah, I did already check the locks, right? So that's just one way that we don't have to keep doing things over and over again, okay? So those are some options. There are a lot of other options that are out there, but those are some of the things that can be helpful to stop you from obsessing over things that you don't have control over and being able to really focus on the things that you do have control over or that need more of your immediate attention, okay? Be encouraged.